Hello, hello, hello. Hello. We're back in. Yeah. Another true neutral bad movies. Bad movies. We watch bad movies so you don't have to. Yeah. Um, I'm Derek. I'm Keenan. And um, today we're going to talk about Electra. Oof. 2000. What? Two? Uh, five. Two, five. five. Two thousand five. You, you were right when we were watching it. <clears throat> we okay. both made guesses, and I looked it up, and you were right. It yeah. was two thousand five. Two thousand five. So, um, let's. Um, why don't we just dive right into? Yeah, this? yeah. So, you guys know how this podcast works, so <clears throat> we're gonna um, jump in. Oh no, we we, we should re- we should explain how we do this. <laughs> we we pick a movie that's got like less than a certain amount on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, like overall. Either a movie that's critically poorly rated, or a movie that the audience is absolutely hated. Or sometimes just a movie that might be critically acclaimed and everyone loves and one of us just cannot stand. Why do you ever let me try to summarize anything? You always do it. You just do it. And I always ramble on for like three minutes and get like the first part. <laughs> and then Don't let me summarize stuff. After we've discussed the movie, we rate them on four different categories out of five points each. The cinematography, the acting, the musical score, and then the fun factor, obviously, if it's an actual good movie. Just fun to watch. Yeah. And then um, we decide, based on the total of those four uh, uh, scores, whether or not it is or is not a bad movie or a good movie. Sometimes they are actually good movies. Yeah. Sometimes. Not very often, though. Yeah, spoilers, this one's not. Yeah. So, um, my my opening note for this is Marvel's best work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this happened back when it was still Marvel Enterprises Incorporated. That's right. Um, yeah. My, I, it starts with, like, the classic early 2000s way to start any of these movies with a hand-drawn intro with a narrator talking over the top of it. Yeah, just old-timey animation, but in CG, and then, like, very old-timey narration style. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... It's a classic way to start one of these movies. Yeah. Um... It's... Not very good. No, it's not. I did think it was funny that in that little bit at the beginning, uh, the narrator calls out um, the the evil people that used the darkest of arts, and it shows a guy with a bunch of snakes coming off of him. Yeah, the so darkest of art. Yeah, snakes. snakes. The darkest of arts. <laughs> uh, yeah, he discusses the final weapon in the ancient war. And... Yeah, and and the warrior that's coming to save everyone specifically. As will be called out multiple times multiple, this movie. Multiple, multiple times. Is a woman. She's a girl Everyone warrior. is shocked and appalled by this. This is, this, it cannot be. You're a girl. That's, How could you possibly be the strongest person? Uh, it's so, it's very early 2000s. My next note is Jennifer Garner is a fucking badass. Because that very first scene where she comes in as Electra and just wipes out, like, the whole mansion of people. It's good. That yeah. that part I appreciated. Because that's what should be happening the whole movie. 
Yeah. Should yeah. be her just John wicking her way through shit to get to the final person. Like, yeah, it should have been Lady Ninja John Wick. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what this movie should have been. Yeah, but um, doubts about competency affect the bad guys and this film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Electra's weirdly sadistic, I guess, because she just uh, made that guy run away for, yeah. like, three different execution-style things. Well, before... Like, she just wanted him to feel fear is what he was guessing. <laughs> and he was just guessing. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's a weird thing to do. Yeah, she just, like, There's no explanation for that. And she didn't even just stalk him, because well, she had think she was. Well, I think she was using him at first to get to different people, because he, like, was... Using this Why one kill his agency. security force? And, well, because then after that, he went and used the hand as a security force. So maybe that was her way of t- getting him to the hand for her so she could take out some of them. But then once that didn't, like, once she killed the ones he had gotten from there, it was just kind of like, well, now he's kind of useless. Which I don't know why she let him get the last group still, of people. Even still, like, it doesn't really make any I sense. I, I do have in here, after, that's a windy-ass hallway. <laughs> There's so much wind all over this movie. Dude. Anytime Jennifer Garner is walking around, especially in her Electra suit. Mm-hmm. There's mm. lots of wind. Usually indoors. Yeah. <laughs> so much indoor wind. Close your windows. Um, But then I have, she's out of control. So, like... <laughs> Like she just is killing because there's the whole bit where he's like lots of lots of bodies because she has an agent, she yeah. has an assassin agent. Yeah. No. Oh wait, wait, wait. Why does she know Bauer's name and why does she use it so often? The, the um, lead security guy for the for the fucking uh, maybe the, she did her research. But uh, why would she? She said it so many times that I remember who that guy is. <laughs> he was not important to the rest of the story at all. No, not in any way. He I'm died pretty very sure, early. Yeah, he just died right there. But she said his name like five or six times. Like, no joke. Mm-hmm. You go back and listen to that scene. Bauer, what are you doing? Bauer, mm-hmm. you don't really want to do this. Or like, I'm going to kill you, <laughs> effectively. But just every time, she uses his name. And I don't know why she does that. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell you. She doesn't do it with anybody else she's killing. <laughs> ever yeah that's true it, like if she it was a regular thing and it was like a regular like sort of intimidation tactic like i know your name and i'm gonna like berate you with it kind of thing mm-hmm. May, maybe but she doesn't use it ever again it's not like a regular tactic for her it's just something she did once <laughs> that's weird that we saw that <laughs> I think it's weird that she has an agent. Yeah, yeah. And why does Money Guy care about her morals or the bodies? Yeah, um, I don't know. As her friend as well as agent? I get, they were trying to play it off as he's like her best friend as well as her agent. But Only she was friend. so standoffish with literally everyone in this movie. Then <laughs> it was kind of hard to tell if anyone actually was her friend or not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's part of her character, but... Um, yeah, my next note after she has an assassin agent is, Everywhere she goes is windy. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, great. It's funny. She was a biker chick? Learned ninja yeah. shit and used it to become an assassin? I, I guess so. Well, I, I have here, she remembers dying and coming back. Yeah, well, she was also dressed like a biker chick. Mm-hmm. And there's just no explanation for that. And then when she comes back, she... Becomes martial arts master? Yes. 
Yes, but she can't control it. I yeah, guess. she she doesn't have self control. I guess I don't know. I didn't understand that. Oh yeah, because very... she was brutally kicked out of the monastery. What the hell? Like, yeah, she's outcast from her dojo home. Yeah, it's <laughs> like what? Why? He just is like, you need to leave now. And she's like bawling, and she's like, I don't want to go. I don't have anywhere to go. And he's like, Not my problem. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, she goes swimming in the ocean, because she goes to an island, she takes a, a one last job kind of thing. Yeah. To go kill one, one more target, and goes to this, this island out in the middle of nowhere, and goes swimming in the ocean, and has a flashback to her fucking dick dad making her swim, or learn to swim. Yeah, I just, I just had a flashback to that scene, and instead of the guy in the polo it was just a giant penis <laughs> dick dad <laughs> so that was funny for me her giant dick dad uh, yeah yeah he pushes making, her too hard yeah he's like making her tread water but she's not allowed to use her arms and we don't know how long she's been there but when the scene f- fades in he's like five more minutes and i'm like that's kind of a long time yeah <laughs> yeah she's little in that they said she was like eight. Yeah, something like, like that. A, yeah, it's, it's an intense thing to make an eight-year-old do. Um, yeah. And uh, there, that never, like, it keeps coming up throughout the movie, but it never really means anything. No, it's like, just kind of a representation of her strict upbringing. Yeah, she's not like a great swimmer, or like the swimming thing doesn't really come. She has flashbacks when she's in the water, but yeah. that's about, she has PTSD, an OCD. Yeah. Very right. much. Yeah, that's actually my next note is that OCD seems weirdly well represented here. Because, <clears throat> like, she, she, like, before she goes for a swim, she makes sure everything in the house is right. Yeah, it's yeah, she lays she out the just... towel and she puts all of her toiletries and everything, like, in order on the towel. And... She takes the fruit out of the fruit bowl and organizes it by fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just, the, she does a few things like that and it's just like, that's, kind of neat i don't know if that is actually ocd or her making sure that nothing is moved around in the house because she's an assassin and somebody might be trying to kill her yeah which is i mean i guess if you were an assassin you would be kind of ocd to an extent you might just develop it because because of that like when right after at the beginning scene after she kills everyone in the mansion and then her agent shows up and he's like what do you why are you scrubbing the floors and she's like i have to make sure my dna is gone yeah (laughs) like and he goes, ah, right, yeah. DNA. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know what's going on, dude. <laughs> he shows up later with a shotgun. Like, he definitely knows what's up in this business. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, right, DNA. What do you fucking mean? Uh, a kid uh, breaks into her house. Oh, uh, yeah. Odd young girl invades her home. Tries to steal a necklace. Dead mom's necklace. Also gives her another flashback to finding her mom dead. Yeah. Lots of flashbacks in this so movie. So many flashbacks. Lots of flashbacks. Um, oh yeah, that activates demon flashback dream, which triggers workout montage. Yeah, well, because she tries to go to bed, and she wakes up, and she picks up a pill bottle, and she thinks real hard about doing the pills, but instead she throws the pill bottle aside. Very dramatically. And goes and does a workout montage. All of, like, Footloose. Yeah. She just fucking breaks it out. Yeah. She does a bunch of one-armed pull-ups, but she only uses her right arm for the entire montage. She never does a pull-up with her left arm. Just yeah. Only one arm pull-ups with her right arm. 
Yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> She's got a neighbor on the island, though. Yeah, I, I have the the montage is too short. I ah. could have used with a longer montage there. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. It, it was not enough montage. It was like not even 30 seconds of montage, I no, swear. Like, no, it was, it was not nothing. very long. Um, yeah, the girl who is named Abby, apparently, yeah. uh, can sneak up on her, which surprises her. Yeah. She's standing there gazing off into the ocean, and the girl's just like, hi. And she's like, how long have you been standing there? She's like, like a minute. Yeah. And she's just like, the fuck? Yeah. No one sneaks up on me. I'm Electra. (laughs) Stab. She didn't do that, but that would have been a funny way for this movie to go. And then the girl's like looking up at the house or whatever, and and Electra just looks down at her. She's like, are you counting? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? What? Yeah. Uh, so at some point in time before that conversation, because uh, we see uh, her dad and meet her dad for yeah. a second. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just need, had in my notes, and I need to get this out, Colin Farrell-Tom Cruise combo is weird. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure who that actor is. Let me, let me look him up, and then you can look him up. Um, but he uh, he looks like he's wearing a Lego headpiece for hair. Yeah, he really does. And, um... It it looks like Lego Tom Cruise hair. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And then it looks like uh, Tom Cruise and Colin Farrell uh, had their DNA stolen and combined to make this man. (laughs) (laughs) It's weirdly Uh, true. Alright, he's got a name I just don't know how to say. (laughs) Um, his, His first name is Goran. G O R A N. His last name is Viznik. <laughs> what? Let me see that. <laughs> I don't know how to say that J in there. If I'm, being... it's probably just silent. It's probably Viznik. Okay. Or I just... Viznik. Viznik. One of those two, I assume. Yeah. Goran Viznik. Yeah. Anyway. Um... Yeah, even even here it doesn't his hair doesn't look Lego here, which is good for his real life, but Yeah. He's also not rocking the five o'clock shadow that he rocks this entire movie. Yeah, the whole time. Never changes length. No. It's and like there's a few days of this movie. Yeah, yeah. This movie takes place over the course of a few days because she shows up and sneaks up on Electra to invite her to, to Christmas dinner. Right. And then we have like the most awkward Christmas dinner scene. That's ever ha- happened it's on film. It's so weird. It was a weird choice to do. It was very interesting. Um, so I, I, I'm pretty sure... Um, oh, yeah. So for the dinner scene, I've got some... That's some teenage-ass dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was mostly teenager-speaking. The girl was like 13. Yeah, what I meant by that was that was somebody who was clearly writing for a teenager who didn't know what teenagers talk like. Like, it was, I mean, that was a a person who wrote for a teenager is what it feels like. That's fair. That's entirely fair. Implying that teenagers are not people. Um, Which they're not, really. (laughs) Not for a couple more years. Uh, She goes Batman out. They get done with dinner. And he goes to give her the glass wait, of wait, wine. Wait, wait, wait. Before that, she falls right into the mom role. Like. Oh, yeah, she does. She she just, like, there is no hesitation. She has been, like, 
super distant from everybody in this whole movie. And then she just falls right into this mom role like it's what she always wanted. And that really bugged me. Yeah, it was a weird thing when Abby was said bullshit. And at the same time, Electra and her dad... Both went to scold her. Yeah, yeah, they were both like, "Don't talk like that!" Like at the same time. Yeah, it's just like she shouldn't. She shouldn't have spoken up there. That's yeah. not her place. You would think she wouldn't really care. Yeah, unless she has some weird thing against cursing, which was my first thought. Like maybe she just really hates it when people say bullshit. Yeah, maybe. But <laughs> it's real odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Oh yeah, and also before she disappears, um. Pressuring alcohol is not cool, which he yeah. absolutely does more than once. And then he mentions that a drunk driver killed uh, <laughs> his his wife. Yeah. And what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, like that 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 is a lie. We find out later that's a lie, but still, yeah, you can't pressure alcohol and then be like, yeah, drunk driving is terrible. Like, I I know she might not be driving, but those those things are correlated. Yeah. I, at that point, I was, like, almost more suspicious of him. I'm like, oh, it's drugged. Like, he's an assassin or some <laughs> shit. Yeah, I mean, it could have been. and Yeah. Um, but, yeah, then she, instead of taking any sips of the wine, she just holds it. And then she sets it down and just Batmans out when he has his back turned for a second. Yeah. Just fucking poofs. Yeah. Yeah, no issue with that. She just... That's, like basically her only superpower <laughs> as yeah. far as i can tell she, no she can see things from far away because she can focus on the world yeah she, she does that a couple it's a of form times. of meditation though she says that and she says that basically anyone can learn it well yeah but she can do it real well no she said she never even finished her training on it she can't do it very well but she can do it real well, well without having finished the training because she uses it to great effect multiple yeah. times I guess by the end of the movie, she's more of a master, because she does the thing... Well, <clears throat> we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, of course, they're the targets. Yeah, they're the targets, and... Um, and, and she's got feelings She now. Yeah, now she she doesn't want to kill them, because she had dinner with them. Yeah. Once you have dinner with people, you, you can't kill them. Obviously not, <laughs> especially when you've taken, you know, multiple, multiple, multiple scores of lives. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, you definitely still have compassion in your heart for the human intellect, like... Mm -hmm. I mean, the kid, I can understand. Like, I mean, she was, she seemed surprised that she had to kill the kid, like, she doesn't yeah. normally have to do that, so that can see that maybe being difficult. I can see that being a factor, but, like, also it'd be, like, one of those, oh, that'll be an extra shot tonight, kind of, Well, like, maybe that's why they rushed her into the mom role like that, so yeah. you could give a reason for her to not want to kill this little, this kid. Yeah, but... Different killer's gonna kill him. Literal ninjas. Yeah, yeah, the hand. The hand summons some more people. Well, no, they, they send more people. Yeah. And then she she kills them and saves the, the dad and the girl. Yeah. Not knowing why she's doing it, I'm, I'm pretty sure the entire time. She's, she's kind of just like, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. I'm gonna do it, but I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's not only not going to kill them, but she's going to defend them, which is just like, I understand a, a, an assassin being like, okay, this job was not like the right job for me. I just, I have a, I have a particular issue with this gig, mm. but that person is not going to have an issue when somebody else takes that job. Yeah. Like they're an assassin's. Mm-hmm. That that's what that's, that's what, what they, they do. do. Yeah, it's, that's, that's their job. It's what they do. It's a, 
It's their whole thing. Like it's what they get paid for. Yeah. If you have a particular problem with something, I don't think like in in a world like this, you are actually gonna do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like that's just not. Just doesn't make any sense on a on a like logistics level. Um, the hand summons more bad guys. The these five super power demony bad guys. You skipped over the ninja snapping his own neck. Oh, I guess I did. Yeah, the ninja <sighs> snaps his own neck. He <sighs> just like he says something ominous about the people that are coming, and then he just like throws his chin to the side and snaps his own neck. <laughs> yep. That did happen. It was awesome. It was like the best part of this movie. <laughs> he was going to traipse all over it. And yeah, and then we got the board meeting baddies. Yeah, and every time we talked about it while we were watching it, this boardroom, this council room or whatever it is that they meet in, the it hands. feels like the Matrix. Yeah, it looks, it has the feel of the dojo scene from Matrix Revolutions. Yeah. And or the first just, one. Or the first one, yeah. Same same lighting, same feel. Yeah. But it's it's just very interesting. It is. It's an interesting choice. Also, that one guy who's sitting at the end of the table, who I'm pretty sure they only shot like 30 seconds of footage for. Yeah, the, the main guy that just sits there with his beads up in his hand yeah, the whole he, time. He's in the same position the entire time, and they just keep cutting back to that same shot like throughout the movie, implying that they're just cutting back to the, and that he's just sitting there. But like... They literally use the same shot, same lighting, same everything. Nobody mm-hmm. else in the shot. <laughs> I think they shot had that guy for not even a full day, so they shot they this for one like clip. Two hours, maybe. Yeah. And so they shot the one clip, and then they used that over <laughs> and over and over again to convey that they had probably a big name Japanese actor. Is mm-hmm. my guess. Yeah, I recognize him. I don't know his name, but I recognized his face. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was fucking funny. <laughs> Um, but these these bad guys once again underestimate her because she's a woman. Uh huh. These guys are we won't be defeated by a simple woman. They have a That's woman on their team. Silly. By the way, they do have a woman on their team. And she's fucking literally deadly. Yeah, her name is Typhoid. Yeah. She just spreads sickness. Yeah. I don't the know. The bad why guys have go. stupid names. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um. um. So, uh, after that, they go and she meets up with who? Old Man Daredevil? No, just no. a guy named Stick. Yeah. <laughs> Old Sensei playing pool in a dive bar. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he doing that? <laughs> Why is he doing He's hustling. Yeah. He's blind and hustling pool in a dive bar. Yep. For what reason? Because he can. He's got a monastery to be at, doesn't he? Nope. Apparently not. <laughs> not that day. That was his free day. That was his off day. Even ninja just... masters have to take some free time, you know? Look, most of the time I'm really busy with all the training. This is just my cheat day. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so one of the bad guys, his name is Tattoo. Tattoo Animal Guy. And he's, his name is Tattoo. And his tattoos come off of him, and one of them is a bird that he uses to, like, keep an eye on them. You tell me his last name is an animal guy. (laughs) Um, The CGI is very dated. Yes. You can tell it's 2005 CGI. Yeah, when they get really close on the tattoos, it's very obvious that he doesn't have those tattoos. 
Yeah. And like, and that's fine. Like, I don't expect somebody to get tattoos for their whole body for a role. Yeah. But, but when they come off of him and go back onto <laughs> him, it's like, oh, it's really bad CGI. Yeah, and they, the only time it was like really notable that they weren't his tattoos when they show it was when they showed like the close up, close up of the animal right at first, and you're mm-hmm. like, that's that's like a really nice marker you used. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It does not look like a real, real tattoo. Real, real. Um, real fake. Right. But so they're on the run and they talk to Stick and then they go to her agent's house, which yeah, is somewhere back at, in back the countryside. Money Guy's house. He's got a Hawkeye resort. Yeah, somewhere in the countryside, they go to a, a big, nice house. Yeah. And. That's there, where Abby copies Electra's hair. Yeah, she she kind of hero worships Electra a little bit and Too gets her much. hair cut. And uh, we got a like a bunch more of like her falling into the mom role and like their their relationship kind of blossoming a little bit. Yeah, and then um, the sure romance begins between her and uh, the girl's dad. Oh yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> First, she begs Electra to train her and then does not listen for a single second. Yeah. Um, and then the romance because the script says so. Yeah, yeah. There's, there is no literal <clears throat> romantic spark that happened between these characters. She, no. She has an affection for Abby. Yeah. She definitely does, like, as, as a sort of nurturing role, mm-hmm. as a, a guiding mentor role because she's kind of got the same feel as her. Yeah. I, I get that connection. It's been made explicit. But the connection between her and the dad, not clear at all. I don't even remember the dad's name. Do you? Ever it's re- Mark. And they Mark. say it like twice in the whole fucking movie. They said Bauer's name. <laughs> I remember Bauer's name. His name is Mark, and I think they said it a whole twice in the whole fucking movie. Yeah. So I just I have no idea who that guy is. I don't, I don't think care Electra about ever him. said his name. Yeah. So it's just. The whole the whole thing is just weird for the the romance just didn't need to happen. Yeah. There could have been like some cute little flirtation that happened here leading to you romance know who he down looks the like? road. He looks like the hippie beatnik guy from the Iron Giant. That's who he <laughs> looks like in this movie. <laughs> well, that's that's accurate. It's just not the reference I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't an animated film. But that's who he looks like. <laughs> Yeah, all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'm going to be honest. I can't picture that right now. All, I, all I'm getting is the, the explosives guy from Atlantis, the Lost Empire. That is not. <laughs> I just, that's the only face I'm pulling up right now in my head, oh and I don't know why. Oh, my God. That's funny. Um, um, so then the bad, bad guys, guys show up. They show up. Oh, we could have said that together. <laughs> you were, we were going to say the same thing. And, um, and then the, the agent dies because he tries to shoot through the door at one of them, but it's the guy that's called Stone. Yeah. And so the, the shotgun pellets do absolutely nothing. But bounce off. But bounce off of him. Yeah. And then uh, he smooshes him with a door. Yeah. But before that, we get a quick little, um. But what about you? <laughs> moment. And uh, I am so sick of those. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately, you can have your heroic sacrifice, whatever. That character meant nothing. I think his name was McCabe. 
Yeah. He was money guy to me the whole time. He was the closest thing she had to a friend, Yeah, I guess. But like, and, and that's the one time where it showed in the movie. That's, like, the only time it really shined that he was her friend. At least in her eyes. <laughs> Fair enough. Before that, she just kind of treated him like an agent and someone to help her get the things she needed. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... Overall, I just, I am, we just never ever need a, what about you? Yeah. Sort of like, well, I'm going to fucking die, and we all know that, so move on. Um, but then the main bad guy, before they kill the agent, uh, gets his memory thoughts or something about where they're going, because he sent them through a tunnel, and uh, they're going to the woods. Nondescript, the The woods. woods. (laughs) <laughs> which is when we cut to them exactly what they are running through some very nondescript woods yeah there's there's <laughs> nothing there is nothing descript- it's not even thick woods there's nothing descript about this movie except for ninjas <laughs> that's it oh ninjas and flashbacks um electra rides the world's slowest falling tree to kill stone yes he Yes, she does. She she does, like the the tree gets okay. Oh, first of all, the tree gets just um, a chunk, a full like round taking out of it. Yeah. Uh, by the bad stone by throwing stone. something yeah. at it, yeah. uh, like a disc like thing. So it just takes out a chunk of it, and then it just starts to fall. But it yeah, it falls as slow as anything could possibly fall ever. There's so much running and, like, cuts between things, and there's so much time that happens from the time this tree starts to fall to where it actually hits the ground. And Electra literally runs up it and rides down the tree to make sure, somehow, that it goes the right direction and smashes stone. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> also, the tree smashes stone, so shotgun bullets just bounce off this guy. But, like, this was not a, a live, living, good tree. It was just... A tree. It was, like, a dead tree, almost. <laughs> like, it, there were no living green leaves on it. There, And it was in a green, lush forest. There was nothing living <laughs> on this tree. So it should, theoretically, have just collapsed over his head, like, if you tried to hit, like, Juggernaut with a tree. No, it exploded him to dust. Yeah, he turned into nothing because a fairly dead tree fell on him. <laughs> um and then there's a big fight and they're about to lose and then it's revealed that Abby has some sort of power. Yep. The power cosmic maybe? I don't know. She has some kind of power. She is inherently she's the weapon. She she's the weapon. And then as everyone's distracted by finding out that Abby has power, the chick named Typhoid runs up and smooches Electra right on the lipsies. And yeah. uh Yeah, so uh I have a note about this because I particularly remember seeing this in the MTV movie awards because I was all super into uh like trying to be into pop culture at that time. Mm-hmm. But I also really liked this movie when it came out because I love Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ben Affleck's Daredevil still debatably pretty good. It's on the list. Yeah. Um, but uh, this one best kiss that year. This, this <laughs> weird... So MTV's best kiss was emotionless and flat. It only won for being two girls in 2005. 
there's just nothing. Jennifer Garner just takes it. Yeah. Uh, the girl kisses her flat lips, mm-hmm. and it it won for being two girls in 2005, and I... I I'm actually really mad about that now. <laughs> it's a dumb thing to be mad about. I fully understand that, but like, there was nothing in that. She didn't kiss back or anything. There mm-hmm. was no like fooling her into thinking she was kissing someone. Nothing. It was just like I'm gonna fucking sexually assault you right now. Mm-hmm. And then she almost dies because that's how she transfers sickness. Yeah. Abby is special and has been kind of lying to Electra this whole time. Yeah. Um, and then Styx shows up with an army of ninjas in white to save them all and scare away the bad guys. That's right. And uh, I got I got a little note about Stick here. So, um... <clears throat> Stick is apparently a prophetic, manipulative, and intensely organized planner. He made the whole plot happen and apparently stood by as this good-hearted student assassinated people for years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is uh, that is true. He always knew she had a good heart. She just had to see it for herself. But he he literally he's almost a Rachel Ghoul kind of character. Yeah, but like that's not really like his monastery isn't about assassins, as far as I understand. Mm-mm. It's like peaceful and like the reason she was kicked out is because she couldn't get past the anger and like the dwelling on the power part. Yeah, and so to. To just let her do that for years instead of teaching her ways to overcome it is odd. It seems like the exact reason she would be there. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense to me. It just—it was a reason for the plot to happen. You could have just had him be a dick and had somebody else come in and save the day. Yep. Yeah. 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 I suppose you could have. Because sticks a dick anyway. Yeah. Stick dick. <laughs> Campfire phone to the bad guy. Yeah. Well, uh, before that, I this is where I had the she had severe like like because we get another flashback, we get some more of her being OCD and whatnot. Yeah. Um, when she wakes up, and it's just like this movie keeps hammering these themes of PTSD and OCD over your head throughout the entire film. Yeah, so hard. And then Abby shows up, and they have like a spar where Abby challenges Electra. She's yeah. like, "I am the treasure. I am." The the weapon. I am special. I am Sparta. And so they they have a little fight. And Abby call Abby actually calls her out for being OCD yeah. in that scene because yeah. she was counting her footsteps. Yeah, she counts her steps everywhere she goes. Basically, mm-hmm. I mean, between spaces, she's going to need to go and again. She talks about, like she doesn't even realize she's doing it. She's like, "No, I had OCD when I was a kid, but I don't now or whatever." Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, "No, you." Clearly still do. Yeah, you very much. <laughs> um, and then they have, like, a little spar fight, and then Electra... Spar fight sounds like bar fight, and I like it. <laughs> Electra wins, and then Abby cries, and Electra's like, oh, don't cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she says that she's just a kid. Oh, yeah, then she wants... She doesn't want any of this, because she's just a kid. She's just a kid. She doesn't want to be the treasure. She doesn't want the responsibilities. <laughs> She yeah. wants to be a child. Um, and so, yeah, Electra goes to the campfire and, like, psychically calls out the main bad guy. Which she, I guess, can just do. Yeah. Um, and th- they they agree to meet. And, 
apparently back at Electra's childhood home. Yep. How close are all of these locations to each other? They can't be close. They like the architecture changes, the geography changes. They must be very far away. Like but... I don't understand how they get around in this movie. <laughs> Planes, it seems like. I'm just so confused. Yeah, yeah. No, they go to visit family home. Casa de flashback. Yeah, yeah. Because we get more and more flashbacks. Yes. It comes thick and fast throughout the film. Oh, my God. There's so many. And it's suddenly night, by the way. We we had a flashback, and then it was nighttime. And then it was nighttime. And then she lights, or she turns on the... Because the... we have many, many ninjas yeah, swarming lo- the house. The, the ninjas are crawling on the house like like ants on a piece of food at a picnic. Oh, it's so like, good. There's a bunch of ninjas on this house. And so she runs into the kitchen, and she turns on the burners of the stove. Like just It's, the... it's a four-burner stove. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like she just massive or anything. turns the gas on, and then for like 30 seconds, maybe... Maybe. Ninjas break Break, through the windows. And she lights a candle and throws it in the room. And you get, like, the biggest explosion out of this house. Like, all the windows are... (laughs) The ones that weren't broken are blown out. And just fire goes, like, ten feet out of each window. I think it was was more like fifteen. It was a huge amount of fire to come out of that. (laughs) And for the record, we see later that part of the house... And there's nothing wrong with it. Like, there was no structural damage from this large explosion. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> so, that's odd. Um, and then we have the sheet fight. Oh, oh we got, uh, oh, big explode regular oven. That's what that yeah. about. And then, yeah, magical flying sheets. <laughs> the sheet fight. The main bad guy, there's a bunch of sheets covering old furniture. Like, people used to do when people would leave houses and just leave all their stuff there and they just cover all this stuff with sheets like dead bodies yeah i never understood that so it doesn't get dusty while you're away and then you can just shake out the sheets and wash those i guess it's Uh, a rich people thing for um, their vacation homes but uh he makes all the sheets fly and then uses them to confuse electra yeah and eventually reveals it was he that killed her mother yeah twas he it was me barry (laughs) it was me the whole time (laughs) Um, oh, Abby's here now. Um, no, before that. Oh, no. Psychic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that happens right as she shows up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a psychic. Yeah. Where she kicks him psychically. But with her But with foot? her actual foot, but from feet away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does a roundhouse from, like, Somebody five in the feet crew away. knew about that joke. Like, somebody who was writing that was, like... That's funny. <laughs> Somebody's gonna well, get that. I just like you were like, what was that? I'm like, it was a side kick. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's why I, I think somebody somebody who wrote on that was like, yeah, this is a side kick. Get, get it? And most of the other people on the crew were like, no, just film it. <laughs> and we get to sit here and laugh about that because that's funny. And and yes, Abby shows up, and then they run. And then there's snakes in a hedge maze. That's so many snakes. <laughs> snakes in a hedge maze. They're like the they, darkest of odds. <laughs> it, it comes from Tattoo Guy, who is just like his he, name is Tattoo. The Tattoo Animal Guy. That's his full name, obviously. <laughs> tattoo Animal Guy uh, just does a big old flex, and all these thousands upon thousands of snakes come pouring out of his back tattoo. Yeah, yeah. The darkest of arts, man. <laughs> Snakes. Snakes. 
Um, this particular, the hedge maze scene, I thought had a lot of very Matrix-esque shots happening in it. Yeah. Oh, um, um I, uh, that just reminded me. They, sorry, they did a really good shot earlier in the movie where, uh, she did a dodge that was definitely, like, a Matrix-inspired dodge, but was not a Matrix dodge. Yeah. In, in, like, the way they filmed that and shot it, I thought that was actually really good. Mm-hmm. It was really well done. Yeah, Definitely. sorry. I wanted to call that out because it was really like they they did the whole like leaning back dodge and stuff, but like it it she it was like a flip thing out of the way. It wasn't like a mate, straight matrix dodge. Yeah, but the, the the way they filmed it was clearly like this is inspired by, but is not, and it, it's better to see that than just this is the matrix again. Yeah, so unless it's done funny like they did in Kung Pao. Yeah, but they've. They did it in Kung Pao, so you should probably stop doing it now. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then uh, Abby gets covered in snakes and is, like, about to die because they get separated, Electra and Abby do. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, Electra just wait. wades through the snakes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and then Tattoo got him snack snap. Yeah, she just is, like... I'm not scared of your snakes. I've seen this trick before. Which, where have you seen this trick before? Yeah, that wasn't explained at all. All of your missions seemed like they were basic assassinations after you left the monastery, and that was the only real magic thing that happened to you. And, uh, so, yeah, she snaps snaps his neck. No problem. Yeah, no no, no worries for that. And then Typhoid tries to kill Abby for some weird jealousy, because Typhoid mm-hmm. used to be the treasure. Yeah, but I guess isn't, because Abby now is. I, I Maybe they just assumed she was, because she was a super powerful girl. Mm-hmm. And the prophecy called for a girl, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because... How dare! Ha! Ha! <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so she tries to kill Abby... And then Electra, this whole time, is in a fight with, like, the main bad guy. Yeah. Who she finds near a well in the center of the hedge maze. Epic cyber sword fight. Yeah. Big, big ninja fight. Ninja samurai kind of style fight. Yeah. Um, and she kills him. Choreographed like an early 2000s movie. Yeah. Very much. Yeah, she kills him, stabs him through the gut, throws him down a well. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) Very, very Sidious style. Um, and then she just turns... And figures out where a typhoid is, and he ucks one of her sigh yeah. real hard, and just through, like, God knows how much of this hedge maze. A lot of hedges. A lot of hedges. It showed it going through no less than seven or eight. Yeah. At the, at the very least. And just sticks typhoid and kills her. Like, like that was the, the cheapest death out of the whole movie. Yeah, they, like... If she could have done that, she could have done that just three other times and gotten everybody, and it wouldn't have been an issue. Except for Stone, who she obviously had to kill with the tree. Well, yeah, but she <laughs> did that earlier. He yeah. wasn't involved in the maze. So, yeah, that, that one, it was incongruous for me. I didn't like it. It was weird and bad. Um, But then she cries Abby back to life, like Pokemon the first movie? Yeah, yeah, well, she's mastered her meditation thing now, so she can do what Stick did to bring her back to life. Well, she tries to. Right. And then she thinks she failed. Right. Uh, I'm going to go with this was one of those, uh, she didn't have the magic, it was love. Mm-hmm. Because it, when she stopped trying and she just, like, hugged her and cried, that's when she came back. Yeah. I think that's the implication there, is that, like, the magic is love. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's that's what it felt like. They, they that do makes that. sense. They do that a lot. They did that in Flash. Yeah. Harry Potter it, was the same way. Yeah, where it was, like, uh, when he was getting his powers back. 
um, it wasn't until the berry with the speed force mm-hmm. touched him and had that little shock of speed force that he actually got his powers back. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, you needed to believe in yourself. Ha ha. Yeah. And um, and then after she brings Abby back, some small amount of time passes, I assume. And then she's like a saying flashback goodbye. flashback montage of flashbacks. Yeah. And then she's like saying goodbye. And then she kisses Mark. Yeah, this romance thing again. Shoehorned it best. Yeah, yeah. And then she just kind of leaves them to fend for themselves. Yeah, and then Stick shows up. Yeah. And then she's like... What's he doing now? He was coming to say goodbye to her, maybe? But she just walks away from that place anyway, and he just stands there while she walks... Is he going to go say hi to Mark and the well, treasure? No, like... as he does stand there for a while, but like, there's one spot where she kind of... like Her body walks in front of where he was, and then you hear the whoosh noise, and when she crosses by, he's gone. Oh. So he Batmans himself out right at the end. Yeah, I didn't see that. I just thought he was left standing on the lawn. All ninjas can Batman out in this movie. That's fair. Um, and that's how it ends. Yeah, she leaves never to be seen again. Yeah. The, the end movie. Movie over. It wasn't good. There was no point to any of it. It was so bad, actually. Like the it whole was thing, really bad. Like even the fighting scenes wasn't. They weren't like the, some of the fighting was interesting, but this was just where they started to do the too many cut thing. Yeah. So like. The fights don't look fluid or impactful. They just look like stuff happens and then somebody dies. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Some of the fight scenes are somehow worse than some of the fight scenes in, like, Ghost Rider. And I don't understand how that's possible. Well, I I can tell you right now it's because they had to do the CG on Ghost Rider. And they wanted to show every frame of that. (laughs) So they had to make it look fluid. Where in this, they were like, oh, it's real people doing stunts, they'll know, and then you cut it up in such a way that it doesn't look like anybody's doing anything, really, and then somebody dies. (sighs) Yeah, so it's, uh, and this happens a lot now with uh, more recent action films, especially in, like, the 2010s, it was really bad Mm -hmm. for a lot of, like, um, Marvel films especially would go into this and they they'd go into a fight and you just be like ah oh, cool i'm sure that guy's kicking ass right yeah like, and then and then the fight's over there's there's a couple exceptions like uh captain america the the winter soldier mm-hmm. that that one's got some really good choreography and you just sit and watch the action it's fucking great but a lot of those other movies just suffer from that just like <laughs> The fight is impo- is not important. It's the spectacle that matters. Right. Like, Wait a minute. I'm here for the fight. Right. Um, so uh, let's let's go over our scores then. We, yeah. We got the cinematography, right? C- yeah, cinematography first. I gave it a three and a half. Um, I did like, like I said, I liked some of the more Matrixy shots. Um, I liked that they they actually tried to make the way the film was shot a little bit nice and neat they had some really cool ideas that they were going into some of it with um i do agree that the fight scenes were very choppy and not very well done especially the the one with the the flying sheets i really didn't like that fight scene at (laughs) all it was was basically just her cutting up sheets with a sigh for five minutes and i I didn't really appreciate that yeah it didn't 
Didn't um, ring for me very well. But but there were some shots in there that I really really liked. So I I, I three and a half seems seems fitting because uh, yeah. nothing was overly bad about the cinematography. It was just bland. Yeah, yeah. And I gave it a three for basically those same reasons. Is that I didn't the except for that one Matrix shot I pointed out. Nothing really stood out as far as you know interesting mm-hmm. stuff. It just didn't. It was like. It was it was a boilerplate boilerplate go by the script this is what it says mm-hmm. and it was really boring yeah um Acting. I, I, but it wasn't done badly yeah it was no just, it was just bland it was just done yeah um uh, oh uh, acting yeah acting acting uh, yeah acting yeah acting <laughs> yeah acting don't talk backting <laughs> uh, I gave it a three oh did you yeah I gave it a three because honestly Abby's performance. The, the the young girl in that mm-hmm. uh, she's probably fourteen fifteen yeah uh, she did really well yeah I I thought uh, her performance kind of held up a lot of this movie and like she acted the dialogue and stuff that she was given really well yeah uh, Jennifer Garner play was really standoffish but that was kind of her character but also it was just then she just broke into emotion at random times and it's just like maybe that was in the script but we didn't get any of that before you built it up yeah. Um, no, Abby's performance is the entirety of the reason that this movie gets a two for acting. Yeah. Um, everyone else in this movie was reading a script. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I really felt like a uh, main bad guy was really, really into his role. I, I really, like, I didn't believe Tattoo or Stone or Typhoid even, but I believed the, the, the main bad guy, who I don't know his name. Yeah. But I... Uh, I Kirigi. Yeah, yeah. Kirigi. Yeah. K U R I G I. I remember seeing it in the subtitles now. Um but yeah, he uh he really feels like he really just was like, yeah, I'm a fucking badass like mafia level superpower controller. Samurai guy. <laughs> yeah. Like I believe what I am and you're going to be scared of me. And like I I felt his intimidation, like at least until like the end part with the sheets, but yeah, <laughs> but, but like his acting was good. I felt like he really put himself in that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I don't think any of the extras were particularly bad. Yeah, which happens a lot in these kind of movies. They were just ninjas. Yeah, they were probably all stuntmen. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Which probably made it a little bit more expensive than regular extras, or cheaper because all you have are stuntmen and less actors. I guess that's true. But then, like, there was so many other performances. Like, Stick's performance, I didn't, I didn't like. It was, he was a guy. Uh, he didn't, he didn't McCabe, seem very blind. McCabe, her agent, was, yeah, it was all over the place. So was Mark, the girl's dad, was yeah. just all over the place. What was their character supposed to be? He was a caring father, and that's about it that was consistent. Everything else was like, okay, he's lying, he cares, he doesn't care. He, like, there's, like, and there wasn't an arc to that, like... There was yeah. also a lot of turtlenecks in this movie. So many turtlenecks. <laughs> at least, at some point, almost every character in this movie wore a turtleneck. Now, there were a lot of turtlenecks. It was a popular fashion at the time. Uh, um, um, score. Yeah, the music. Or lack thereof. Yeah, yeah. Um, I gave it a one because there was a couple of moments where it would swell, and I was like, oh, there is music here. But it was, for the most of the movie, I could, it was almost non-existent. I was I, can't yeah. tell you a time 
particularly like I'm sure there was music during the the sheet fight. Yeah, there was because that's about all I could really pay attention to. I was like, oh, there this this sucks. Oh, there actually is music happening. <laughs> <laughs> the the sheet fight is the reason I gave it a one point five. Okay, the sheet fight was like, oh, that's a notable piece of music. <laughs> but that was the first. That was that was me acknowledging the music for the first time in this film. Yeah, we had to pause this movie. And uh, we were only like a half hour in. Yeah. And it felt like we had been watching this movie for close to an hour. Yeah, it was so long. This movie... It was, was not long. It was like 90 minutes, but it was so long. Yeah, it was It was a tight 90, but it did, It dragged. It was, it was a very loose 90. Yeah. A loosey-goosey 90. Yeah. With very little music, apparently. Um, so that brings us to Fun. Fun. Fun, 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 till daddy takes the T-boot away. I gave it a three for fun, because at the end of the day, Jennifer Garner does kill lots of people, things do happen, it's a relatively family-friendly movie, overall. Yeah, it's, I mean, um, it's fine. It's, it, it doesn't, it's not super boring, but it's not captivating. You know, it is boilerplate. Yeah. It is a movie. It is it is a movie. And I for that reason I gave it a two. A two. That yeah. makes sense. There was I I want to be clear, I loved this movie as a kid. I did not really as I, a child. I thought that this and Daredevil were the coolest couple that could possibly be imagined. <laughs> and I wanted that to be on screen. I wanted to see Electra and Daredevil together on screen. I was so fucking like and we never got that. No, no. We have yet to get that. But, um, yeah. Uh, seeing, just seeing it again at this time, it's not good. It's just not even, like, it's not even fun bad like Ghost Rider 2. Mm-hmm. It's just bad. It's like, just, yeah. And, like, it's not even bad enough to be called bad. It's just boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fine movie. Like people wrote a script, some people produced it, some people acted, I guess, and then they they released it and called it Electra and it was came out. Mhm. That is it. That's yep. all that's fucking like Electra was just a fucking movie and I I understand why it gets so much shit or got so much shit at the time now. Yeah. Uh cuz like uh, you know, when I saw it when it came out, it was like you know, the, the badass chick killer thing like mm-hmm. uh, i was i don't know it was 2005 so i was 12 yeah, yeah prime audience for this right like yeah uh i'm trying to find the budget for this because i'm just curious well my total score ended up at a nine 9.5 mine too um it's not a good movie guys i can't recommend this movie to to almost anybody if you want to have a a very mild night, you can go ahead and watch Electra and be like, "That was a thing that is in my brain now." All right. So, do you want to hear what the, the the budget and stuff was for this? I do. I would love to. All right. So the uh, the estimated budget was forty three million dollars. Okay, that's not too much by today's standards. No, but uh, opening weekend gross twelve million. Ooh, um, the domestic gross was twenty four. That's rough. That's yeah. that's rough. The worldwide gross, which I assume includes domestic, but I'm not entirely yes, certain. Yes, it does. Uh, 
56,000 uh oh I just million, lost it. I hope, not 1000. Oh yeah, 50 yeah, 56,995,000. Okay, so I mean it didn't do good domestically. It did do well enough, you know, worldwide that they were able to to make a little bit off of it. Not a lot, but a little bit. I um I don't know if they include the the um marketing in the estimated budget or not. I think so. But either way, they um even worldwide made uh you know, all things being even, they made sixteen million. Yeah. But that's worldwide and after the entire box office. Mm-hmm. You should want to break even at least on opening weekend with a movie like this. Yeah, that would be much preferable. Uh, yeah. Well, that's fucking Electra. Yes, it was. Uh, I'm going to call it bad movie. Bad movie. Can't recommend. Um, it's, it's a it's a poor performance. You guys are all lucky that we're here to watch it for you, so you don't have to. Yeah, don't 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 waste your time. Um. Anyway, bad movies. Bad movies. Bye bye. Bye.